Well, good morning, friends. How are we doing? Doing good. Hey, I think uh, hopefully we only have one more week of uh, winter, and then spring will eventually come. Hopefully, right? Um, I just saw, I feel like we feel as like humans, as soon as we hit March, it ought to be spring, right? And uh, well, that's not the case, right? We got a couple cold days ahead of us, and we'll get through it. Well, Besides the weather, welcome to Radiant Life Church. And my name is Ryan. I'm the lead pastor. And you're coming on a good Sunday because we're wrapping up a teaching series titled SOS, Sex, God, and Love. And we've been journeying, yeah, four weeks. Now wrapping it up this week. And then next week, I can't wait to kick off Savage Jesus. So, hey, um, let me just say this. We try to give you these as an easy invite. That's all it is. It's an easy invite. Part of your tithe goes to help purchase some of this stuff right here that we give you tools in your hand to invite people to church. Really simple, right? It's not, you don't have to get too Jesus-y on someone or too churchy and scare them away. It's just, hey, just want to invite you. Here you are. So we have a saying around here with these cards. So repeat after me, please. Each one, reach one. It's all it takes is just each of us just say, hey, I just want to invite you. And let God do what he's got to do in that person's heart. Just do what God's told you to do. Just give this to someone. Pray over it. Invite them. Hopefully in the next couple days and uh, see how many cards we can give out. So easy tool for you. There you are, all right? Well, hey, we've been journeying through Song of Songs. And uh, what's cool is this is a book written about 3,000 years ago by King Solomon, all about relationships. And one of the awesome things that Solomon uses is a lot of illustration and imagery and allegory from 3,000 years ago. And I thought, what would it look like to do Song of Songs in 2019 and bring a Michigan version to us all this morning and allow us to just experience that? So I wrote six verses on the new Michigan version of Song of Songs chapter four, okay? So we're going to have a little fun as we jump into the message. So Here's what I, what, it'll help us to understand it a little more. How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes behind your veil are like the illuminated scratch-free screen of a new iPhone 10. <laughs> we get that one, right? Your hair is like gravy flowing down off a mountain of Das Essen House biscuits. <laughs> I'm hungry just reading that. Your teeth are like fresh falling snow still coming down in April. Each has a twin. Lord, help us right there. None of them stand alone. Your lips are like the scarlet fenders of a Ford F-150 pickup, baby. Your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like two slices of thick-cut applewood bacon right there. Yeah. Your neck is like the 11 national championship trophies of Michigan. Tall, lean, and the envy of every Michigan State fan. Remember, I got to write it. You didn't. Sorry. That's fun. All right. Your breasts are like two cinnamon caramel donuts for Rise and Roll Bakery. Perfectly sugared and warm. You'll never go to Rise and Roll the same ever again. <laughs> Until the day breaks and the shadows flee, I will go to the mountain of Sephora and to the hills of essential oils. 
well, hey, I think laughter is good medicine. And uh, our God, our Heavenly Father, created laughter. And uh, I think church shouldn't be endured, it should be enjoyed. And uh, we will take sin seriously, because God takes sin seriously, but we will also have fun at church, because I think heaven's going to be fun. Too many of us out there think that heaven's going to be this boring worship thing all the time. No, heaven's going to be fun. God, God's going to give you what you enjoy to do, and it'll be all part of worshiping him. You can go out and shoot hoops as part of worship. I believe I will be shooting moose and bears, and again, I said this before, they'll get up and I'll shake their hand and go shoot them again. It'll be fun. <laughs> Because there's no death in heaven, I just always wanted to shoot a moose, and I think I'm going to get that chance, and I'll be playing basketball and tennis, and just all sorts of stuff. We're going to have fun in church, amen, everyone. But we'll take God seriously, and take things that he hates seriously as well. So this morning, we get to wrap up our series together, SOS, and uh, part of it is we've, been, we've seen King Solomon and his wife on a, on a journey. Week one, we saw them, what are they attracted to? Some of the things. Week two, they, they started their dating relationship. We saw them date, and we saw them go on their honeymoon. That's in graphic detail. Last week, we saw a fight break out, and now we're going to understand that they're in their winter season of life. They're older now, but they're still having those springtime moments, and they're going to give us some details on how to make love just last. How do you put love in action? Song of Songs, chapter 7, verse 1, begins this way. It says this. How beautiful your sandaled feet, O prince's daughter. Now, there ain't nothing beautiful about feet. There's like one of the worst parts of the body is the foot right there. But what is Solomon saying? He's saying, hey, the things that other people can't stand, I want you to know I love it. I love your dirty, dusty feet. And it's, that sounds weird. I get it because we're 3,000 years removed from this. But listen, their feet were nasty. And, and Solomon's saying, hey, amongst all the nastiness of your body, I love you. I love you. Your graceful legs. Why does he even mention this? Because their legs will always be covered. And he finally says, I get to see your legs. I want you to know they're like jewels, the work of an artist's hand. And then verse 11 and 12 says this, come, my beloved, let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. Let us go early to the vineyards to see if the vines have budded, if their blooms have opened, and if the pomegranates are in bloom. There I will give you my love. What are they doing? They're still dating each other. They're still working on their relationship, even though they're in the latter years of their life. They're still saying, hey, we need to get a time out in the midst of this life thing and go and have a date together. We need to just go. And you got to know this morning, and most of you already know this, for relationships to work, it takes work. you got to put some elbow grease into that relationship. Again, I said it two weeks ago. The devil will throw counterfeits at you that are so much easier. you got to work at it. Take, husbands, take your wife on a date. Do it. Just because you got the ring on it doesn't mean you stop dating. No, no, no. Continue to work at it. My wife and I's goal, once a month. I just, we're trying. I would love for someone just to take my kids and I could date my wife all the time. That would be awesome. But that's the day. If we got kids, it doesn't work like that. Find somewhere where you can say, hey, we just need to get away. And then we're going to jump to Song of Songs, chapter 8. It's the closing of this entire book. And we're going to look at four principles to make love last. How do, how do we do it? 
And here's how it begins in chapter, or chapter 8, verse 5. Who is this? Coming up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved. Under the apple tree, I roused you. There your mother conceived you. <laughs> Do you see what happened there? Under the apple tree, your mother conceived you. Just think about that, all right? And that's in the Bible right there. There it is. There she, that's funny. You aren't laughing at that? That's really funny. You really think about it? What's happening outside, all right? Hashtag that's in the Bible. Here we go. There she was in labor and gave you birth. Place me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm, for love is as strong as death. It's jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like a blazing fire, like a mighty flame. What is, what is she saying in this moment about the seal and stuff? It's like the king and queens of the time. They had that signet ring, and they would place a, a seal in the hot burning wax to say, hey, this is mine. It has my approval. It's got my stamp. And that's what she's saying. She's looking inside and saying, listen, I, I want you to know I'm all yours. Just place that seal on my heart. I've given you everything. And I'll go to death. Listen, death I'll, I'll go to the hell and back for you. And we're going to make this thing burn, baby. The first principle of lasting love is lasting love is permanent. Lasting love is what? And I'm not a fool this morning. I know some of us come in here divorced. I know some of us come in here this morning and we're in the midst of a divorce. Or you saw your mom and dad go through a divorce. I want you to know, let the past be the past and everything can be made new in Jesus' name. Clean straight, clean slate from this day forward. Whether you've divorced 30 times and you're getting ready to get married for the 31st time, from this day forward, we're just going to get it right. Because the devil's going to want to dig up your past. But listen, there is grace and forgiveness for your past. It's there. But this is God's principle that, hey, it's permanent. That seal is there. I'm all yours. You're all mine. Even through the highs and lows, we're going to make love last. And from this day forward, if we mess it up, hey, we let the past be the past. In Jesus' name, we'll get it right. Can I get a better amen than that? Yeah. We'll get it. We'll get it. There's pain, but there's forgiveness and grace in the midst of all that as well. And someone needs to hear that this morning, that God, there's, there's grace to cover you and give you hope now. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Don't listen. And the song continues in verse 8. Many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. If one were to give all the wealth of his house for love, it would be utterly scorned. And I love this picture of the rivers cannot sweep away our love. I love this white water rafting. You will hit bumps in your relationship. You will hit the rapids and they will throw you around. But don't let a little bump or big rapids tear your relationship apart. You will say, I'm going to hit it and I see us going in a valley, but Jesus, may we come closer together and persevere through the storm in life because lasting love is persevering. Lasting love is what, friends? 
you're going to hit ups and downs. I love whitewater rafting. How many of you have whitewater rafted before? Anyone? Yeah. If you haven't, you really should. Put it on your bucket list. My wife and I did it in Tennessee on our honeymoon in the Smoky Mountains. And um, we went there and like... I'm, I'm more of a wild child when it comes to, like, adventure stuff. I'm like, give me, like, death rapids, right? Like, that's what I want to go. I don't want little. I want the death rapids. And, uh, well, we got in, and you always had a leader. You had a guy that knows what he's doing, thank goodness. And uh, he's in the back, and he tells you what to do. We were going, and I'm, my wife and I are having a good time. And the river all of a sudden got really calm. And, the, and our guide said, hey, if you guys want to get out, you guys can get out. I mean, it's fast flowing, but it's calm. You guys can just float until I tell you, hurry up, get back in the boat, because we're going to hit the rapids again. So I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to get out. Dude, I'm going to, the whole adventure, man, let me get out. I got out, and my wife stayed in, Katie stayed in the boat, and, or the, ra- uh, the raft. And, you know, the one thing he said, I think there was only two, two of us idiots that decided to get out at that time. And he said, hey, just don't put your legs down. Stay floating, don't put your legs down, and of course, curiosity comes in, and <laughs> why? Well, I'm going to put my legs down and find out, right? Like, come on, it's just, what's wrong with, put-? And, and for a while, I had my legs down, he's like, he's just trying to scare us, until all of a sudden, boom, oh, that's a big boulder down there, and then another, boom, 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 I was like, oh, well, all right, feet up, I understand, sir, I'm not going to do that anymore. But you will hit those boulders in those rapids. Don't let the devil tear you apart. No relationship is perfect. You're going to hit it. It's how you get through it that matters. And the devil will try to tear every single one of you apart in the midst of a storm. The storm's coming. How do we get through it? God, draw us together so on the other end of the storm we are stronger than what we were before. It's persevering. It's the strength to say, I'll make it through. We may experience hell for a while. I'm going to make it through, though. Song of Songs continues, and this group of people begin to speak up. Not Solomon, not his wife, but this group. And they say this, we have a little sister, and her breasts are not yet grown. What shall we do for the sister, for our sister, on the day she's spoken for? They're wondering, hey, we've got a little sister that's still a virgin. What are we going to do when she's finally spoken for and gets married? What's going to happen? And they continue their conversation. If she is a wall, we'll build towers of silver on her. What does that mean? A wall means, hey, she was morally grounded in relationships. She's a wall. She's solid, and it's there. Why build towers of silver? Because silver was the normal gift 3,000 years ago that you gave on a wedding day. So they're saying, hey, if she's strong and morally upright like a wall, we'll, we'll down her with silver. But if she's a door, if she just lets people come in and out, man after man, anytime they want, listen, we'll enclose her with panels of cedar. What will we do? We will do everything to protect her you got to know that lasting love is protective. Lasting love is what? It's protective. This is why we can't do life alone. We need people in our lives to say, hey, how can I be praying for your marriage right now? 
You need that ally, that friend that you can be 100% real with and say, hey, I'm struggling. My wife and I are struggling. My husband and I are struggling. I just need to be real with you right now because I need prayer because the enemy is at the doorstep of our relationship. Men, let me call you out for a minute. We got to be willing to drop the mask and let pride go. Say, hey, I, I need people. What's not covered in the armor of God? In Ephesians, the armor of God, what is it? Your back. Everything else is front side. You need other men, you need other men to cover your back. Ladies, you're just better at it than men are typically. You need that woman to sit down and go out to coffee and just say, hey, I, I just need prayer right now. You don't got to get into all the nitty-gritty details of what's going on if you don't want to. You just say, hey, I, I need some protection right now because my heart is crumbling in the midst of what the devil is doing in my relationship. I just need an ally right now to go to fight for me because my spirit is broken. Lasting love is protective. And then chapter, or chapter 8, verse 10 says this. I'm a wall. This is Solomon's wife speaking. She says, I'm, I'm a wall. And my breasts are like towers. Thus I become in his eyes like one bringing, what's this word, friends? Contentment. This is actually a bad translation right here because the Hebrew word, literally the Hebrew word right here is shalom. It means peace. She's saying, listen, we've gone through everything, but I want you to know when he looks at me, I'm like the one bringing peace. You got to know your fourth and final principle is that lasting love is peaceful. Not perfect, but it's peaceful. Not without incident, but it's peaceful. That when you experience it God's way, you're going to say, hey, no matter if we're on the high or we're in the low, my wife and I, my husband and I, we've got peace because the presence of God has filled us. We'll get through this. That there's peace over your home. There's peace in your kids and your grandkids. That lasting love will bring God's peace. Where people come and say, man, I just want to be around you because you've got the, I know God's presence is with you. Man, do you bring peace. And it's peaceful. And I love how Solomon's wife ends it. She says, come away, my beloved. And be like a gazelle or like a young stag on the spice-laden mountains. In other words, we've done it God's way. We've done relationships God's way. And listen, we're going to enjoy the right way to do it. So come and enjoy each other. That's relationships. we got to put love into action now. So I want to wrap up by two things real quick. As we went through the entire Song of Songs, what are two major takeaways from this book? as it deals with relationships. If we got nothing out of the last five weeks, maybe these two will stick with you. And here's the first, two major takeaways. The first is this, Love's, love is a choice we make every day. That you wake up every day and say, I will choose to love my wife well today. I will choose to love 
my husband well today. I will choose to love that annoying coworker today. I will love my boss today, even though I wish I could fire them. I'm going to love them today. I'm going to love my wayward child today. Love is a choice you make every single day. Love is a choice at 2 a.m. when your child is throwing up, and God forbid you got to clean that stuff up. But I'm going to love them, and it's 2 a.m., and I need to sleep, but it's 2 a.m. I'm going I'm to choose to love them through it. I'm going to choose to love my husband when he comes home irritable, working all day long. I'm going to still choose to love him. I'm going to choose to love my wife when her hormones this month are going haywire. I'm going to love her through it. <laughs> Love's the choice that you and I make every day. And I love what Paul writes to the first-time believers in the city of Colossae. They're just trying to figure out what it looks like to follow Jesus. And, and he reminds them of this important statement. He says, and over all these virtues, put on what, friends? <laughs> you have to put it on. You have to choose that I'm going to wear love today. Because when I do, it's going to bind all of them together in perfect unity. Today, I'm going to choose to love. Even when they get under my skin, I will love. Here's the second. I think maybe almost the most important of this entire book. How can you and I love well? Being loved gives us the capacity to love. Well, I don't feel like loving. May you be reminded of 1 John 4.19. When John writes this, we love. Why? Because he first loved us. But I don't want to love her. I don't want to love him. I want to love my coworker. I don't want to love anyone right now. Oh, no, no. I don't blame you because I don't feel like it at times either. But you can do it because God first loved you. And God gives you the capacity to love well. Yesterday I was working on my yard and I just felt the Holy Spirit just begin to speak that as we wrap up a five-week relationship series that that maybe some of you husbands and wives you're going to go home and just say sorry let's get it right from this day forward maybe you don't have to go into the details in that moment but you just say hey we're going to let the past be the past and we're going to get it right today get it right. I'm going to love you well. We're going to get it right. And for those that are single, maybe single and happy, man, keep being single and happy. And there are those that are single and feel a season of just loneliness inside. Just pray that God's peace would protect you and surround you in this season of just preparation. Go to Him during this season. Grow you in this season. So let's close our eyes and bow our heads. Let me just pray as I close our series. 
Father, I pray for every marriage in this room. I pray that our marriages are stronger than ever. I pray that we love like we've never loved before. I pray for everyone that's in a dating relationship. God, may there be purity in their lives. May they sit down and say, we're doing it God's way, not the world's way, because God's way isn't just right, it's better. And I pray for every single person here in this room. That if they're in that season of loneliness, God, would you fill them? Would you love on them in ways that they've never been loved before? May they experience immense growth, spiritually and personally for them. All eyes still closed, and I just, I can't end an entire relationship series without giving you the opportunity to enter into a relationship with your Heavenly Father, who gives you the capacity of love because He, he first loved you. He sent his son, Jesus, who was beaten and tortured for you, who bore your sins on the cross. As he took that pain and suffered for you. So you can come in to a relationship with your creator, your heavenly father, so you can be blameless before his sight, so you can experience the life that Jesus came and died for, for you, to give you hope, to give you new life, to start fresh in a clean slate. So I want to give you that opportunity. And that nudge that's going on in your heart right now is the presence of God. It's the Holy Spirit saying, it's time, it's time, it's time. So if you want to say this prayer quietly in your own heart, just say this, Heavenly Father, I confess I've done my own thing. I confess I've turned my back to you. And I've sinned. And this morning I'm running into your arms. This morning I put my faith and trust into you, Jesus. Come into my life and make me clean. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. For forgiving me of my sins. For giving me hope. For loving me when I feel so unlovable. Fill me with your spirit. And I surrender my life to you. If that was you this morning. So just keep your eyes closed and just I'm not gonna make you do anything crazy, dance and hoot and holler. Make, I was between you and God, but I you gotta know this. If that was you this morning. God's word said that there is the angels in heaven right now are rejoicing. And you just need to hear the words, welcome home. 
So on the count of three, I just want you to ask, shoot your hand up in the air and straight back down. So I believe in outward expression. Say, hey, Jesus, yeah, thank you. I'm in relationship. There's something happens inside when you have an external an external sign. So on the count of three, I just want you to shoot your hand up and you can put it down. One, God loves you so much. Two, you're a new person this morning as the heavens are rejoicing. Three, if that's any one of you, your hands up. Amen. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else this morning? Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God, that you're a God of love, that you're a God of forgiveness. You're a God of second and third and fourth chances. You're a God that pursues us when we feel unlovable, when we feel hopeless, when we feel that the world has us down. You're the God that says, get back up, child. I've got work for you to do. I've got purpose. I created you. We thank you for new family members, God. And we praise you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' powerful name, and everyone said together, amen. Can you give God a hand this morning for new family, church?